0: This is the O.S.A.T. Pathway Podcast, where three generations of one family discuss the one-step-at-a-time pathway to success and fulfillment. Joining us, our recent college graduate, Danelle Davidian. Danelle's grandfather, real estate developer, Burl Gann. Burl's son, human resources manager, Matt Gann. Pearl's daughter, medical sales and training manager, Lisa LeClaire. This show is affectionately called The Hail Mary. If you don't know where you're going after the first steps, any road will lead you there. We discuss making money versus being of value. Asking what will your impact be? Taking forks in the road. The value of risking and Aligning your efforts to your compensation, a roadmap to wealth, and lastly, our podcast guests share their final thoughts. This is Episode 7, The Final Step on the OSAT Pathway. Thank you for joining us.
1: One of the things that is uh, very, very important is a last gasp of... Um, individuals particularly young individuals trying to determine what do i do next have no idea which way to go how to act how to ask for it i mean they are completely lost about the future and their endeavors so this hail mary is a something i picked up along the way that if you really don't know where you're going after the first step any road will lead you there now, what that says is that I'm just going to go out and take whatever I got or can get. And the truth will come later. You don't need a definition of what you're going to do in the beginning because you're looking for something that you wanted to do that pleases you and you can make money at. And so, but you have to start. You can't sit at home thinking that someone is going to call you. You have to take the initiative. To take the first step and start out to do anything, particularly if you need to eat, to do anything that creates some value and money. Um, and that's that's a key issue. This is this is your you got to begin. And, and it, it starts with the first step. Uh, and you don't know how, you really don't need to know where you're going.
2: So throughout this whole process, at the end, my grandpa asked me kind of like a final exam question of like what I learned out of the whole thing. And so I'm going to read what I sent to him. I said, a very important understanding I learned from this exercise is that the roadmap to building wealth starts within yourself, meaning you have to know who you are and what you want. Prepare, be patient, gain confidence and do not stop until you get there. And um, I really liked that answer, personally, because I was like, wow, I think I, I was able to kind of pinpoint all the things. But at the end of the day, it really just starts with, do you know yourself? Do you know what you want? Do you know where you want to be? And then how do I get there? What does that look like? Is that people? Is that resources? Is that my environment? Is that me doing my own research? And just as a young person, I'm starting to really try to find myself and who I am. And that has made me very successful in what I'm trying to do. It's the only reason I think I know what I want to do at this young of an age. And I have that passion because I've realized who I am. And I'm like, this is what I think I will be good at. This is how I can apply my skills and my knowledge. Um, but yeah, I was, I'm very thankful to have had all of this, this wisdom and perspective because I'm still very young and I have no idea really what the real world looks like, especially at a business perspective. And so I was very thankful I was able to get that from these three people.
3: So a couple points that I want to make, one is is personal experience, the other sort of current environment and personal experience to me, I've always felt that if there's a fork in the road, take it. And I think that that's important because you can figure out what you're going to do next while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use another quote here, but I think this one, (laughs) this one might be John Lennon, but life's what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. And if you don't know where you're going to go in the world, that's okay. I I went to high school years ago, thirty some years ago, um, <laughs> with people who, who knew they were going to be an ear, nose, throat you know specialist, right? And of course, they're there, they're doing it. So uh, making that up, but they knew. Uh, I never had such ambitions. I said, "What opportunity comes next?" And I enlisted in the Coast Guard, and then after that, I went to college, and I changed my my. Uh, major two or three times and then I into reserves and I it, everything's just been an opportunity along the way and and sometimes I create my own opportunities and sometimes I take others but you take the fork in the road and then you take the next fork in the road and you keep going if, if you don't know what to do the worst thing and this ties into I think where we are today is paralysis of opportunities and options there's so many there's so much noise out there, and there's so much. What am I gonna do? Back in our days, Lisa, I mean, come on, we didn't have the internet. Like you said earlier, you had to go to the library and look up the the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics occupational outlook from the three ring binder and open it up and say, you know, archaeologists are gonna decline, and you know, speech therapists are gonna increase. You know, there wasn't this this. You didn't have Glassdoor and Indeed and Monster and LinkedIn, um, and so now there's just so much out there that I think people are like, well, I don't know what I want to do. And so I think the default is, well, I'm just going to stay here until I figure it out. And and that, that, is a, that can become a semi-permanent state. I'm going to sit here until I figure it out. And figuring out means I'm awfully comfortable sitting here <laughs> until I figure it <laughs> out. And if you just do something, engage, commit, and you go and do it. And you might do it for Three months and say, wow, this is not what I want to do. And then you do something else. And you might do that for three months and say, I kind of like this. And if you apply the principles that we've discussed here, you build relationships, you have trust and integrity, um, all the principles, then you can you can develop and grow and mature through whatever environment you're in. Whether it's a sales or a government or a real estate or a law, it it doesn't really matter. But choose a direction and, and just... Just go and start doing it.
4: Yeah, I think the key is to take action, um, because you get to a point once you get out of school, uh, and if you don't, if you don't have a real clear path as to what you want to do, you're kind of paralyzed, and you think you need to figure out the answer. Like this is what I, this is it, and nobody has that. Very few. I shouldn't say nobody. Very few people get out of college and go, oh, this is it for me. (laughs) So my advice is just get a job. Okay. It may not be your perfect job. It may not be the six figures that you want because you've got four, six years of education, higher education under you. Get a job, get some experience, get an internship, your junior or senior year. That was big for me at Cal Poly. I understood that, you know, I'm going to graduate and there's hundreds and thousands of of graduates looking for the same job I'm looking for. How am I going to distinguish myself from the pack? And so I went and created an internship. Um, and I think it's, it goes back to our natural state of I have to figure it all out and I don't know where to go, um, and you're just stuck, and you don't do anything. And so I think it goes back to just take action, start somewhere. And those opportunities, if you're paying attention, are going to come around, and you're going to have a, a a path to get to the next step and to figure out what it is you want to do. And the other thing I I had had a tremendous amount of success with, and this t- drills this down a little deeper in terms of you know if you don't if you don't know where you're going, it's you know, you're going to you're going to get there. Um, and that is to create a plan, whether it's a business plan or a vision board, you know, for college kids graduating, it's like, okay, what what is it that I want to do? I like working with people or I don't like working with people or, you know, whatever it is. Write down these things and get a better understanding of where where you really want to play, what you really want to do, and that'll help you eliminate some of those things. But, you know, I've used things like vision boards and, you know, people don't understand the power of waking up every morning and on the side of your mirror, you have your goals of what you want to accomplish this quarter or this month or this day and constantly reminding yourself of that because you need a target to hit. And, and that's where it started for me is just recognizing the importance of having that, that plan and taking action.
3: Yeah. I look at that as being, having an adaptive strategy. Um, if you, if you do have an idea of where you want to go, then you can outline that as a framework. But as we talked earlier in the sessions, we talked about John Boyd and his OODA loop to observe, orient, decide, and act. The environment is always changing. Your interests and your skills are always changing. Job markets go up, they come down. Computer science becomes the thing. Artificial intelligence becomes the thing. Data processing becomes less of a thing. Sales models change. So if you know where you're going, Stop every now and then, continuously look at your environment and say, okay, I'm going to observe where I am, I'm going to orient myself, what's going on, what do I, now that I've done this job for three months, do I like it, do I not like it, what is the change that's occurring, and make a decision and act, and that strategy, you can still somewhat map out where you want to go, but you're not married to it, you, you, you can adjust uh, for example, Danielle you studied mm-hmm. sports science.
2: I was going to say, yeah, my major was exercise science. And I knew my whole life I was in sports. I wanted to be around athletes. I wanted to be in fitness clothes. I wanted to be fit. That was my whole life. And then I got out of school and I was like, wait, do I want to do this still? Like this has been my entire life. Maybe I want to do something different. And then I realized, oh, what I want to go into is not going to pay my bills. It just won't, especially with the lifestyle I want. And so I just realized I need to figure out a different direction. I need to find a passion that's going to make the money that I needed to make to survive. And I also enjoy what I do. And so that's kind of what led me to law. But it was a very extreme um, 360 change from what I thought I always wanted to do. And then it was kind of right out. I got out of school and I was just like, man, I don't know if this is what I want to do.
3: I think dad probably has a good story about the first few jobs he had. I do have a few stories about the first huge job that I had. Well, let's set the context first. So let's let's let people know this was probably 1958.
1: 57. Well, my my first job was uh, 1955. Right, and I I was raised in an agricultural community, and my mindset at that point was instilled to me by my mother and father. You were expected to get up in the morning and do what you were responsible to do. Uh, And during the summer, you would work in the fields, picking grapes and doing whatever they offered in the fields, which I did. Um, And then uh, after uh, I uh, worked uh, every summer, Um, and I did go to uh, college for a couple of semesters and, and that wasn't good for me. So I went to work for some manufacturing jobs. I didn't like when you, when you start out, you know, there are certain things you don't like and I knew And it was a dirty job and I I don't like this job. So You
3: you were building fences, weren't you? Rebuilding building fences? No, I remember a no, story. No, 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 no. That was, that's a different story. Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. that's a different story. So I says, well, I, I don't like this job. I want to go get something that I can put a nice coat on and, you know, don't get graphite all over me and, you know, do something, you know, better. So I was looking around and saw an ad in the paper. It says there was an opening at Arthur Murray Dance Studio. So I applied at the dance studio and they gave me a job. This is the greatest job in the world. I was nineteen years old, and there were there were young ladies in the uh, in the dance studio that were employed there that uh, we danced together and stayed up all night and had had real good fun. And I said, you know, this is this is great, but in those circumstances, if you are at real active, they didn't pay a lot of money. And uh, I find out that you know, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not going forward. This this is a great time, but I'm not going forward. I got to get a real job. <laughs> So I did. I went out, and um, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to tie my effort to my compensation. That was my goal, and I'd learned that early on: that uh, the more you produce, the more you make. Pretty simple. So I thought I'd apply for a, a salesman job at J.C. Penney Company. And so I went in, and they interviewed me, and then my insecurities kicked in because the guy job offered me a job and wanted to send me to San Francisco. And I says, uh, 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 I, says I-, I can't go to San Francisco. I got a girlfriend here I can't leave. I, I-, I got to stay here. Well, that one I learned in reflection was my insecurity kept me from a real opportunity that I had when I was very, very young. And it was a what if all along the way. So that's where I learned that insecurities can get in the way big time. But what happened was the manager I, he, that interviewed me stirred me to a new job at a title company where they do escrows and title searches and so forth, which I worked for six years and created a foundation for the real estate business that I excelled in because I knew all the rules. And my career took off from there, and my fulfillment was there because of the job that I did, and I was rewarded by the feeling of feeling good and doing a good job. And if you do that, the money will come.
4: So am I correct in that you applied for a shoe salesman position, and that manager sent you to the title company?
1: No, that oh, okay. was J.C. Penney company.
4: Or, okay, J.C. Penney, I but that, but that manager sent you to the
1: one, title company. One, yes, that manager sent me. He says I have a friend in Rotary that's looking for a young man with your attitude. So he sent me to Pierce Gannon at the title company, who became my mentor. He was my boss. He became my mentor, and there is there's a lot of stories I can I can relate to you in in that environment. Learning who was the go-to person. Margaret was the go-to person. Learning uh, how to deal with uh, the managers, how to deal with customers, how to deal—I mean, the whole thing. Just pay attention. Going on, what's around you. Be aware of what's what's around you and what makes things work. It's it's, it's 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 the simplicity of it is 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 just so great.
4: And you never know who you're going to meet along the way. I think that's a perfect example of just get out there. Get out there and get a job um, because you just don't know. Maybe that'll parlay you into exactly what you want or identify exactly what you don't want. And so taking action, I think that's the first step.
3: And I think the lessons, early career, the lessons you learn about relationships, showing up on time, integrity the mistakes that you make and you learn from you move forward far outweigh what it is you're actually doing what you're actually doing in that context it doesn't matter it's 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 just it's just background it's getting out there paying the bills developing a professional brand which you know might be the same as making a name for yourself and doing the hard jobs and delivering and closing the gap you know all of it all of it ties in and if you take the opportunities as they're offered or if you create your own, you'll you'll move forward and you'll be successful and you'll be fulfilled. But but I think one of the biggest misunderstandings in today well, I'll frame it this way. The the ugly truth about a career today is it is a grind. It is a get up, go to work, deliver on your promises, make hard calls, solve big problems, solve lots of little problems, but it is a grind. I think today the 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 interpretation is that you can be an influencer and just companies will pay you millions of dollars just to have their products, you know, branded on TikTok. And maybe one out of a million, right? Or a pro NFL player, again, one out of a million. But for the other ninety nine point nine nine eight percent of all the other people, there's not a silver bullet. There's not a there's not a uh a seminar that's gonna show you how to, you know. Make a million bucks in a weekend, it is a grind. And it starts off at the bottom tier, doing work, and showing up, and being responsible. And then you go from there. And Simon Sinek, if you're familiar with Simon Sinek, has a great little talk where he talks about current generation, and he goes into these workplaces, and he talks to these, these young people, and they say, yeah, I'm just not happy here. I only feel like I'm having an impact. And he says, well, how long have you been here? I've been here six weeks. And I just don't feel like I'm having the impact. And he says, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take longer to six weeks than, <laughs> than to have an impact. But that is that you mentioned earlier, Daniel, that is that instant gratification of how come I can't have the impact now? Um, and the, the notion that a 21-year-old or 22-year-old college grad walk into an organization is suddenly going to be in charge of mergers and acquisitions is completely unreasonable. You're going to start off like dad did in the title company, typing up on a mechanical typewriter. Title contracts. Correct. And you're going to do it really well. Yes. And you're going to be the only man in the title office who knows how to type in 1959.
1: That, well, my mother had the insight. Again, my mother was very insightful. She required me to do two things in, or three things in high school. She said, you shall take typing. You shall take Spanish. And you shall get at least a C average Grade. I said, I can do that. But I was the only boy in the typing class. For a couple of years, I was the only boy in the copy class. And I thought that was awful the first year. The second year, I said, man,
3: this is a good spot to be. <laughs> 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 but I, I think that translates to grandma's understanding of the environment her her orientation element right she knew the things that were emerging and they were important, right, and she compelled you to follow those and when you got to the title company and they said hey who knows how to type this you said i got it
1: i raised my hand and i typed my own escrows um because of my mother um you know couldn't get any better
2: Okay, well, I just want to thank everyone that joined in to listen. I want to thank everyone that's been involved in this process. I think that it definitely was a group effort. It took everyone to make this as great and big as it is, and I'm just very excited to see where it goes and um, very blessed to have been involved in this process.
1: Well, I never thought that when I sat down to respond to Danielle, how to create wealth. and be successful, and to end up at a table with my whole family uh, to discuss the results of the journey is fulfilling. I mean, it is, (sighs) excuse me, I get emotional. (sighs) I never thought that it was, it would ever grow to this level that we have something of a guideline and a, and, and a, and a, and a direction for Danelle. And that's what we were seeking when we started. It's all your fault, Danelle. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had fun along the way. It's been a great experience and we've created lots of relationships. And that is what it's all about. The journey and the relationships and the fulfillment.
4: I just feel incredibly blessed to be a part of it, and to just see how it's grown over the course of this last year, year and a half um, that we've been working on this. And you know, I can't thank my father enough for you know instilling all of the values that you've instilled in in your children, and all those conversations that as children didn't make sense, but as adults we just. We go there. We rely on those things. It's what has allowed us to become the people that we are. And it's what allowed us to be able to be productive members of society. And I can't speak for all of us, but I have a very fulfilled life. And, um, I'm so grateful for, for everything that, that you've done and, and your willingness to share it with your whole family. And this is multi-generational. You know, and it's something that um, I think will, will make a difference in people's lives. Yep. I like
3: and to echo everything Lisa said. There's really nothing I can add to that. Um, you got to go before me this time. So <laughs> you, can, you can hit all the high points. <laughs> but, but what I wanted to, to include in that is that, um, and it, it strikes me that these principles, this whole pathway, this is not a get rich quick scheme. This is not a silver bullet. These are fundamental character principles that tee anybody up in any environment, in any job, in any career for fulfilling life and fulfilling career. And uh, it, 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 but it, you got to put the work in. That's that's the key. Anyone listening to this, um, you got it is a grind and you got to put the work in. It is a slow grind and you start at the, you start, one step at a time, you start and, square one which is the job nobody else wants to do making twelve fifty an hour um and you do it <laughs> well and then you move forward from that and i think that is the that is the the bow on the package that uh there's no get rich quick here it it's a grind and it takes a lifetime or it takes a while
0: thank you to our podcast guest Danel davidian Burl Gann, Matt Gann, and Lisa LeClaire. I'm Gail Force, producer of this podcast. Executive producer is Matt Gann. Editing by Josh Collins. Audio engineer is Soren Richtenberg. Additional support by James Davis. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. If you'd like to contact us or For a transcript of this show, go to osatpathway.com. That's osatpathway.com.